Hello, and welcome to the Transcending CRM podcast, a show where we explore how the Salesforce ecosystem has impacted the careers of fellow trailblazers and the businesses that have leveraged dynamic growth in the platform. This podcast is brought to you by Silverline. Silverline is a Salesforce digital transformation consultancy headquartered in New York City, specializing in financial services, media and entertainment, and healthcare industries. I'm your host, JP Owens, Managing Director of Banking and Lending at Silverline, along with my co-host, Elliot Spence, Solution Architect at Silverline. Hey, Elliot. Hey, JP. How's it going? I'm excited, ready to record another episode here. We've got a great guest lined up, and it's also Friday. Again, not sure when this will air, but it is Friday, and we're getting another great podcast recorded and ready for our listeners. Today, we're joined by Candice Alalay. Candace is the SVP technical product owner at Associated Bank. Candace has 17 years of financial services experience, 15 with an Associated Bank. Her primary focus has been on process improvement, focusing on workflow automation, case management, content management, and a unified user experience within the Salesforce platform. Hey, Candace, welcome to the show today. Hey, JP. Hey, Elliot. Thanks for having me. And happy Friday. Yeah, happy Friday. So, Candace, do you mind taking a moment to tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your current role, where you're from? Sure. So as you mentioned, I am currently the technical product owner of the Salesforce platform and document management solutions at Associated Bank. I have been with Associated for 15 years and based out of Green Bay, which is Associated's corporate headquarters today. As the product owner of the Salesforce platform, which will be our focus today, my primary responsibility is really to enable Salesforce for other product teams to build on. So this means having a data integration strategy and ensuring all data is available, uh, having governing controls and policies in place for security, release management, standardization, et cetera. It also means I need to ensure that we have functionality available for other product teams to leverage to meet the business goals. So an example of that would be like an e-signature solution if we wanted to leverage e-signature outside of the Salesforce platform. So I work closely with other product teams, both within the business and IT to understand the goals and the roadmaps to align my platform enablement accordingly. And can you take us through your journey at Associated from a systems admin, business analyst, and now technical product owner, maybe a little bit about how you got started and and what's different from role to role? Yeah. So when I first started Associated 15 years ago, I started in operations. I really... I don't have an IT background. Um, that was it was never really my intent and kind of slowly transitioned there. And so when I started in operations, I noticed that there was an opportunity for process improvement, which has always been a pro- like a really passion of mine. And there was a lot of digitization opportunities. And so I started working with IT to create workflows that would minimize the paper and streamline the work. This led to transitioning to a systems administrator role where I essentially became that liaison between IT and operations. And then I'd say about 10 years ago, I transitioned officially over to IT, um, really still continuing that focus of document management, working to digitize solutions and workflow automation. That eventually led to leading the team. So less out of the day-to-day work and more into the strategy of it. And this grew to then owning additional applications like e-signature as that came on board, SharePoint, uh, eventually Salesforce. Um, And then over the last couple of years, uh, we've changed our operating model and formed product teams. So that gave me the opportunity to officially turn into that technical product owner role and focus on more, a couple of focused products versus having the variety that I had before and a little bit more involved in Salesforce. 
I love how you talked about before, like at the beginning of that, how you do not have an IT background. You don't really have a technical background. I also do not. I went to my major in college of sport management, and I kind of just fell into Salesforce as like an accidental admin when many years ago, JP pulled me into it. And, you know, it just completely transformed my career. And I'm very happy I jumped into it like I did years ago. But without your technical background, IT background, when did you get your first exposure to the Salesforce platform? And what did you do to, you know, lead you into diving into the platform? Yeah, so we had Salesforce probably for about eight years here at Associated. And we initially implemented the sales cloud, and it was primarily led by the line of business and mainly used for pipeline reporting. And a few years ago, the bank made the decision to migrate to financial services cloud with the long-term vision of it becoming our enterprise CRM. And with this, then they agreed that IT should probably be a little bit more involved. However, it was towards the end of the implementation. And that's when I became the primary kind of technical owner, if you will, of the platform. Leadership still wanted much of it to be led by the line of business. So we still had Salesforce admins embedded directly within each line. But this was kind of my first taste of trying to understand the ecosystem of the platform for us. And so when I when I became that owner, at the time, I, I understood what Salesforce was. I knew that it could be much more than a CRM, but I never had... I never had that end user experience. And I really didn't know what it meant to be an administrator or develop on the platform. So I quickly went and hired an admin um, that had extensive experience. And she's really been integral in our success so far. But she quickly got up to speed, helped me understand our use of the platform, how to leverage it, what it really could do. I obviously started taking trailheads as well. And then, of course, I worked with those line of business admins to understand each of their business processes and what they were trying to do with the platform. Uh, Along with all of this, we did get Salesforce Premier support. So I took full advantage of all of the accelerators that they have to offer. That was also a tremendous help. Yeah, those are great. I mean, you mentioned Trailhead, which is something that I'm always into. And I was in it a ton when I was a a new analyst because that's how I started. I started as a CRM analyst, worked into an administrator, and then, like you today, a product owner. And Trailhead was my first go-to for everything, and YouTube, and just trying to familiarize myself with the system. And you were talking about how, you know, the line of business owning everything and getting to adapting the platform. Can you tell us a little bit about your first Salesforce project and what problems you were trying to solve, and who were the business personas participating in the project and how you approached all that? Yeah, so... When I first took it over, and really, this is kind of, it took some time to get here, but because Salesforce was led by each line of business, and it was primarily used for pipeline reporting and and mostly in our commercial and business banking areas, but over time, we've kind of transitioned a lot of that support and ownership to IT, and I'll probably get into that a little bit later, but because it was owned by the line of business, we had a lot of siloed processes and a very inconsistent user experience. And there was siloed reporting along with that. And so our initial focus here and business problem that we're trying to solve was trying to create more of a cohesive unified experience within the platform. So standardizing all of the data so that we could implement that enterprise reporting, which we do now have enterprise pipeline reporting that our CIO and CEO are actively leveraging. 
And then two, really unlocking all of the data. So when it was first implemented, because it was kind of leveraged only by certain lines of business and very siloed, they only brought in the products and services and data that they wanted. So we've been focused on bringing in that full view of the customer, bringing in all of the products and services that we have to offer so that we can lay that foundation to bring on the rest of the sales and servicing teams. Yeah, and I like how you talked about how the more the lines of business had to start to collaborate and also about how IT got more involved and how the teams and the capabilities sounds like they've been ramping up over the years. So can you talk a little bit more about how the team has evolved around Salesforce? And it doesn't have to be necessarily like the IT team, but like I'm just curious how the business has started to think differently about the platform and how your team's looking to stay ahead of that need and hopefully bring some ideas to the table. Yeah, so we have over the last couple of years um, been on a journey to try to kind of standardize and centralize, obviously, as I've been saying. And so we have centralized all of the support aspects of this. So the line of business champion or administrators as they previously have really transitioned into more of the line of business champions today. And we have centralized all of that and built the team within IT with Um, more formalized admins. We've brought on a developer and are working closely with those champions. We've also formed a working group so that we have that kind of place to communicate and collaborate with all of those champions or major end users or product owners within the platform, as well as a steering committee that's a little bit higher level and strategic. The other thing I want to note is as we formed these product teams, Uh, within IT and myself being that Salesforce platform product owner, we've also created a data experience technical product owner. So I partner really closely with him in him owning that end user experience. So I I like to use the analogy of a smartphone and I own the operating model so that apps can build on it. And now we have other product teams that can build apps that sit on my platform. And so we've really evolved into this whole new operating model on how we can build out Salesforce for the enterprise. And when we talk about your team evolving, I, I do always like to ask people about, is there was there anybody without naming them, but like a role within the bank where you're like, they really surprised you and jumped in doing way more in the platform. And I'll use an example I think Elliot will, will um, agree with. Like for us, it was like our chief credit officer back at the bank. Like he jumped in and was doing all kinds of stuff in Salesforce, like right out of the gate on day one and really driving a lot of good adoption and, and just collaboration in the platform. Was there anyone or any role where you're like, yes, we need more of that. And they really kind of jumped in full go and we're a big adopter? Yeah, actually, it's funny because, and if he listens to this podcast, which he probably will, he'll know exactly who he is, even if I don't say his name. Our data experience technical product owner would be that one. He was one of those line of business admins and champions previously. And he was a big advocate for Salesforce. But we, we joke because he took the job for the data experience technical product owner, which meant he was coming over to the IT dark side. And we, we joked about that. And now he really sees why we're pushing for governance and controls that he was maybe not necessarily a big a, a fan of at first. He totally understands now, but he's been a huge advocate in getting the other lines of businesses to understand the whys around what we're doing. It's so critical to have somebody like that, you know, along for the ride as you're rolling out Salesforce and doing all these huge projects uh, to go along with the bank because there's just so much that goes into it, whether it's, you know, change management, getting the different lines of businesses adopted, getting just the general users adopted and having that champion behind you really pushing for, you know, what the vision is, is just critical. 
Was there any aspect of your Salesforce program, think about the project details or team member development that you underestimated or wish you may have approached differently? Boy, yeah, I think our biggest lessons learned in all of this is that I wish we would have centralized all of the support sooner. We've been having to clean up a lot of tech debt because of that initial siloed approach. And I understand the thought process behind what they did, but it has created some tech debt. And I think the other thing I'd say is, you know, our initial FSC implementation, it was focused with one line of business. So even though it it was agreed that long-term approach was that we should leverage it enterprise-wide, much of it was implemented very specific to them. And I know they were on time constraints. There were some contractual agreements, et cetera, that we just needed to meet. But I wish we would have taken a step back and when IT got involved and just really plan and make sure we understood that long-term strategy and vision, you know, understanding the whole taxonomy of Salesforce ahead of time versus kind of learning as you go, I think it's going to save you a lot of rework and pain points down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And what about release management and change management? Have have those activities evolved since your first project, you know, between how you started and where you're at today and how you approach those two items? Oh, yeah. So when I initially got involved with Salesforce, there really was no release management. Every line of business admin was doing their own implementations on their own schedule. There was no communication with each other. Um, There were times where actually things were stepped on and we've had to revert things back. So since then, we've definitely put governance in place and some oversight um, around uh, the release management and environment strategy. So we can and we continue to mature it and, and evolve it. it. It definitely has room to grow, but we have a formalized release process that we follow with um, an environment strategy now. And I guess I'd say from a change management perspective, because I think that's that's a big piece of this, is we now do bi-weekly sprint reviews, um, and they're very well attended by our business partners. Um, to showcase the work that we've completed, the work that's planned, obtain feedback, make sure they understand what's being released and how it impacts each line. And then we have those line of business champions that I continue to mention that help train their end users as well. And we've started working with corporate communications and our learning and development teams so that when we do do our larger rollout to retail, we'll have a partnership there to make sure that we're really helping on end users with that adoption. And when it comes to adoption, I think that is one kind of metric for success. Like As we look at our roles as consultants, we're constantly working with clients and, and prospects and other Salesforce users around ways to show value to the business. And whether it's adopting what's been built or really helping them understand how their business strategies could evolve and be executed more, maybe more seamlessly in Salesforce or maybe have more opportunity to expand some of the the offerings across the board, like there's there's so many ways you can start to look at that. But how have you and your team helped the organization document and communicate the value of what you're bringing to the Salesforce platform and, and to the business on a day to day basis? Yeah, uh, good question. So about a year ago, when we kicked off our initiative to build out the platform, we knew we wanted to ensure that we had executive leaderships and buy in and commitment to where we were going. So to start, we held what we called the Salesforce Executive Summit that essentially outlined to leadership what Salesforce could truly be. So like the the art of the possible, so to speak. We incorporated some short Salesforce demos uh, and then shared how this could translate into specific use cases at Associated Bank and benefit us. And then we also have those champions as part of our working group. So on a 
ongoing basis now because we do have that commitment and adoption from leadership. Uh, we have our champions joining our Salesforce working group and each meeting we ask them for feedback from their end users so that we can take action on any questions and things end users might be struggling with. I think that this overall commitment to listening and then acting is how we're gonna gain adoption. Um, and it, it's really actually one of our company's core values. And what is one area of the business that maybe you aren't working with today or you've been working with, but you just see a lot of potential that you're most excited to collaborate with for future phases on the on the platform? And I guess it, whether it's solving a business problem or like you're just excited to get hands-on with a new Salesforce feature, curious on, on what you're most looking forward to in 2023. So this might not make it in 2023, but I'll, I'll tell you this area first. Right. Because of my background um, coming from operations, I'm, I just can't wait to get my hands on that area and the servicing aspect, partially just because it's an area that I've worked with closely and know fairly well. And I can see it translating directly into Salesforce and building out those workflows. 2023, we are, we're working on some discovery right now to really build out that retail deployment. And I'm excited for that because that's really going to, we struggle with that end-to-end -end sales and servicing in one system today. And, and there's so many systems that our end users need to use. So excited to kind of, build out that experience and see how that's going to then translate into feeding sales to operations and maybe even automating some of the end-to-end -end processes. Really like hearing about the operations background and getting started with servicing. That's where I started my banking career as well. It was operations at Fifth Third and that's one of my favorite things. All, all of my all of my projects and items we roll out for Salesforce, all products are fun, but I really enjoy doing Service Cloud because there's just so much you can do with it and the opportunities are endless. So you'll have a lot of fun doing that. You know, during your Salesforce journey, you know, you've, you have a ton of experience and from getting started rolling out Salesforce to where you're at today, for any of our listeners that are just getting started as an admin or as a product owner, what tips or recommendations would you give them that you have learned along the way that maybe you wish you knew, you know, when you were get, first getting started as a product owner or admin? Um, I'd say there's probably a couple of things. One, make sure you're leveraging your Salesforce resources and tools available to you. I think they're endless. They're extremely helpful, you know, from Salesforce colleagues that are available. You have success reps to trailhead, accelerators, YouTube videos, you name it. It's out there. Podcasts, use your resources. And then two, plan, plan, plan. I mentioned wishing we could have taken a step back before. I think it's really important to to make sure you understand your end goal, keep it in mind throughout the project. Think enterprise, not individual departments or processes. It's going to save you a lot of rework in the long run. And I think part of that is making sure you understand and have a plan on how to how you're going to leverage the Salesforce taxonomy of data. It's complex. It's taken me a long time to understand it, and there's still things that trip me up. But I think that's going to really set you up to succeed in the end. Trailhead, YouTube. Uh, all things that I still rely on to this day. I do it all the time. So great tips. Um, the Salesforce community is another huge one that I, you know, I'm I'm very involved in. But especially when I was a newer admin, I was constantly posting questions and using those resources. So I'm glad you mentioned all those. Last question that I have, one that we ask everybody on all the podcasts. It's a little bit of fun. 
what fun fact, or is there any, any fun fact about you that many people may not know? This could be an accomplishment, a special talent you have, a fun or almost unbelievable story that you would be willing to share with our listeners today. Yeah, so I, I've heard you ask this question, so I was thinking about it, um, trying to think of something that even people that know me don't know about me and was struggling with this. So I'll say most people that do know me know I like to travel and I like to be adventurous in a few different areas. But I think one thing that I don't share often is that I've been skydiving. Um, it was many years ago, but it was an amazing experience that uh, I will never forget. That's would awesome. you do it again? I want to say I would. I think I'd have a harder time. Somebody might need to actually push me out of the plane this time. But that is one thing about me. I I hate heights, scared of them, but I love riding roller coasters and I've always wanted to go skydiving just once, just to be able to say I did it. I'm not going to lie. I think it was easier to skydive than if I think about trying to bungee jump or something because you can't see the ground. You're just seeing clouds. So you don't realize how high up you are. Yeah, I have been bungee jumping and that freaked me out as when we went on a family vacation like Gatlinburg or something and I was... I don't, even, I don't even think I was in high school yet, but I went bungee jumping and it was absolutely terrifying. And I think I did have to get pushed. I think my brother pushed me. <laughs> I did the same and I think I'd rather skydive. I would agree with that. <laughs> I don't have any fun skydiving stories, but I'm not signing up to do that anytime soon, either of those things. So um... You do have to sign your life away when you do it. <laughs> so. I, did take, I did take Russian in college for two weeks. That's a fun fact about myself. Wow. And then I real I did it as a joke, like, you know, how many people take Russian? And then I went through like a week of class. I was like, this is a horrible idea. I need to switch my elective. And, and can you speak any Russian to this nope. day? Not a no. word. <laughs> That's what we we were starting with uh, counting. And I was like, this isn't for me. I will not be able. I did. So I did German for two years. Nice. Oh, well, for sharing fun facts, I, similar to your fears, I won't watch scary movies. So I, I don't do that, especially the Halloween time. Never. No, no reason to want to sit there and have that. Nope. Just don't need that stress in my life. You know, I'd rather watch something that's more relaxed and fun. I'm actually None with you on that. I, I'm not a big fan of the horror movies. Not for me. I'm a big fan of the Halloween series. I couldn't wait for the latest one to release and it was terrible. So if anybody's listening and you like it and you haven't seen the new one, don't waste your time. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you, Candace, for joining us on a Friday. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank um, you. It was great to hear more about your, your story and what's been going on at Associated Bank. So thank you again. And thank you all for listening and tuning in today. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. To learn more about Silverline, you can subscribe to the Silverline blog at silverlinecrm.com or follow on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook at silverlinecrm, one word. This is an exciting when we have Salesforce and scary movies. Good topics today. What could be next? I don't know. They'll have to tune in. <laughs> <laughs>